0: to GM. This is the place where we take your questions and turn them all into good advice, sometimes good advice, (laughs) uh, about how you can feel more comfortable playing games around the table.
1: I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. And today, we're here to answer a question from Cohen Ryan. Thank you, Cohen, for sending in this question. It's a great one, and uh, we wanted to uh, sort of uh, dig into it. And this will be fun because we have not discussed our answer in advance. So this will be interesting to see uh, how Russ and I deal with this. And the question is, are you worried that someday you will stop having ideas? And what can you do when you have no ideas for the session? And I'm really fascinated by this because we have two different styles here. We have Russ, who plans in advance, as you probably should do. And then we have Sean, who does panic planning not that far in advance. Yeah. Uh yes.
0: So to answer the question, yes. Am I terrified to is st- or worried? I think you you said worried. I said terrified. So that's really <laughs> where I feel. Uh to stop that I will just stop having ideas. Um yes. And in fact, a lot of times it it's a very real thing to to have that idea st- Stagnation where you you get to the end of an idea and then you don't know what comes up next. Yes, but I know it's coming. So there's lots of things that we can do to get by it. Right, Sean?
1: Yeah. Um the <laughs> Okay. So the most important like, So here I'm gonna fall back a bit on my like innovation background. So there are a lot of things that we can pull on to uh generate not just ideas but really cool things right so uh the first one is constraints so it's like early on when 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 a lot of us or at least me when I was in my career, everyone was saying, "Oh, go into brainstorming and all ideas are good ideas and all this stuff and it turns out that really that's not true. Like going into a room and just throwing everything on a wall doesn't always – well, generally won't really help as much as going into a room with a set of tight constraints. So I tend to use a constraint called time. By by giving myself a limited window of time, I'm – forcing myself to work within what's available. I can't start going down a rabbit hole on Wikipedia. I can't go and look up a bunch of rules I'm not sure about. Or, I, you know, I have to be like, I have to really work within what's immediately available in the next hour before people arrive. Um. So, so that's one constraint I use. Another thing is to like work within a constraint of like a forgotten realm system that like suddenly you don't have... A million books and things to look at on drive-through RPG. you're like, oh, I'm working with Forgotten Realms, and there's this new appendix that just came out or a new book in that, and you can focus there. Uh, another example of constraints can be to set a rule for a session. I've done this, where I'm like, I don't have a clue what's going on right now in the world. Um So, like, if we're just at a point in the world where we've resolved a major storyline and I'm like, I just haven't come up with what the next big thing is, I will set a constraint like nothing big happens in this episode. And that sounds weird, but you can actually have a really fun episode by literally planning to have nothing big happen. Um, It's been some of our favorite episodes.
0: Totally. I I I think I'm right there with you. Like, As much as we say that I prep in advance more than Sean – I mean, I do kind of the same thing where I sit down and I have one day to prep. um, Wait, you have a whole day? day. Not not a day. I have one afternoon. I have one afternoon is usually how it works out, Um, which is usually a couple days in in advance of the session. But it's still having like, I've got this two to three hours to sit down and do this. And that's, I give myself that and I have to come up with an idea within that. Um, I really like your idea of nothing Nothing can needs to happen in this episode. We actually just played some. Um We've wrapped up a big travel thing where they had to go and get to a place where one of our characters needed to uh pledge themselves to their god so that they could level up in, mm-hmm. you know, mechanics-wise, but so that in-story they could move on to the next tier. And after that, I was like, well, ah, there's a, there's the end of my notes. Uh, there's not, all blank pages after that. And for two or three sessions. Like I was stuck in just little one shots, trying to figure out what the next thing was. Yep. Um, it's, and it's okay to do that. Yeah. Like, don't let it, don't don't think you're failing in not progressing the story in a certain way because you're building out the world around it um, and implementing new characters and new ideas as you're going in that are fueling this thing. So that when one clicks, you now have all of this extra stuff that you can bring in and um and help bring this new idea that you've latched onto or the players have latched onto and help flesh that out so that it becomes something bigger for your next arc that you're doing
1: and that's like that was one of my my points I want to talk about, which was um engage throw to the players so yeah. it's a great segue uh so and I hadn't thought of doing it that way, but it's a great example which I have inadvertently done right so running a series of small one shots or this happens all the time like in tv shows they're called bubble episodes right nothing major happens we just do this little it's like it's like a contained part of the story um you can like russ is saying you can run those for quite a while but you can also run them and pay attention like russ you just alluded to to what the players think is going to happen you can actually ask them even using NPCs or even as the GM you can like have people yeah. in town being like oh what are you guys up to now <laughs> where you know what's the next big problem in the world you have solved everything haven't you um you know you can you can wait for your players to bring up things like hey whatever happened to King blah or whatever happened to that sword we lost you can actually listen on what's of interest to your players, and then be like, "Oh yeah, whatever happened to that sword? I wonder if who found it, or right?" And yeah, or you could just start on a a, whole, a new a new journey to find the sword. Um, yeah, and and you can also do that in a way that's more explicit. You can throw to your players, so uh, you can literally come to a fork in the road and have a sign up there that says, um. You know, left left goes up a mountain. It looks like a horrible ride, like a horrible, horrible path, right? It just looks like really rough. And it says, you know, the sign says uh, riches and death awaits. And to the right, uh, it's just a path that goes off into the distance and it says redemption. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing when I do something like that, right? I don't know what the redemption path is. I don't know what the other, but I've, you know, I'm like, oh, this path might be, Maybe the, the rough path might be, you know, a lot of monsters and fighting or whatever. Yep. But the players can then have a conversation and they often will. They'll be like, oh, is this that? Or, you know, and then they're going to make a choice. Um, and sometimes that choice can give you that constraint. Now you're like, oh, I just need to come up with a redemption arc. Who am I redeeming? And it gets way easier yep. to come up with ideas.
0: Totally. I really like that. I'm going to do that next time I run out of ideas <laughs> in my next session.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to see your choices flame akin's water adventure to the left or yeah <laughs> or grant's <his>
0: pancakes episode <laughs> to the right
1: i would die I... to hear your table figure out which of those two they would want they would choose grant's they would choose grant's they would not they would no? choose flame
0: in a heartbeat they'd be like oh. grant's is... <laughs> screw that guy get him out of here you <laughs> he make his pancakes yeah. Always choose pancakes. Yeah. So yes, uh, I love that. Putting it back on, putting some of the ideas back on your players and figuring out wh- what's driving them and their characters is a great thing. Um, if you're looking for, cause there's a second part to this question, what can you do when you have no ideas for the session? Like we we use all of that. Um, another thing you can do is just remove yourself from the game for a little while and look at other media or mediums or books movies go out for a walk clear your head there's a lot of things that when i'm you know in my day to day job that i like to you you watch a 5 minute youtube video when you're just in like a creative rut mm-hmm. that's completely different or other you know something completely out of left field um and sometimes that kind of thing will spark another new idea or prompt you in
1: another direction down your your story building path 1000% um if you find yourself getting anxious about this, it's not gonna help. Yeah. Right. Like we have study after study. You have to step away and create space. You have to take a breath. So if I'm starting to feel anxious about a session, I'll say F it and I'm gonna this nothing's gonna happen. I'm gonna prep a couple cards of some of an I'm gonna pull an NPC that they haven't seen in a while. I'm gonna prep some random bandits. Uh, we know where they're starting and just go. Uh, and then I'm gonna take that time to clear my head, to walk away, to do something else. Uh, 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, very important. Um, so the next thing is that you require inputs, creative inputs, or as we call this in the in, in the innovation industry, steal, steal, steal. <laughs> uh, it is utterly okay. It is so much fun to steal. Take. Take a book you love, take a movie. If there's such an amazing moment when your table realizes that they are living inside of your version of Peter Pan or whatever it is, right? When it clicks, yeah, steal, steal, steal. You can steal pieces, you can steal entire storylines, you can steal everything and just give it a little twist. How would that happen in your world?
0: We've done similar with just little one shots where, um, where they it's that it's that realization moment cuz you know you know exactly what you've done and then the 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 magic stone picks up and flamekin starts talking i don't know where you are i have a very specific set of skills <laughs> and they realize they're in a taken movie <laughs> yep it's something different for them it's something but it's something different but familiar for them it's it's something that you can put your creative spin on if you really love that movie or that book or that, what it it allows you to play within that space in your own world, um, and interpret it the way you want to while dropping these nuggets. That's totally, that's an awesome way to do it. Yeah.
1: And, and then, uh, I think the last thing I had to talk about was collaboration. This is a very important part in ideation. So, uh, and on this, I'll throw to Russ because um, I've not been good at this, but Russ, you formed a group of uh, disparate GMs that you wrangle together once a month or so. Yep. And it's just an open conversation on Zoom where anybody can just start talking about how they're in a rut or they're, they've, they've painted themselves into a corner and they don't know what to do or... They just don't have a clue where to take their story anymore, or they're not feeling inspired. And it's been really amazing to be a part of that and see, you know, and see the see the light bulbs go off and how it's just helped people.
0: Brainstorming is a is a great way to to step into somebody else's shoes Um, because their their you know their lived experience is going to be different than your lived experience. Um, And yeah, I found myself in my silo and needed a needed extra input but as a as a dm there's this automatic thing like you have to come up with it yourself you can't tell your players otherwise it's no longer a surprise okay i was in that you're now pile on top of that it's an actual play so you're you're terrified of quote unquote spoilers for your show so you're like oh well who do i tell now that's not going to be mess. you know ticked off that I've told them how this next arc is going to go. So find people in a similar situation. Um, for us, it's, it's, uh, DMs and GMs from other actual plays. Um, where we're okay sharing our story because we're all in the same boat for you. It could be finding a discord or finding a Facebook group with DMs. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. check down on the description, we've got one for DM to GM uh, with a ton of great people who run their own games and build their own worlds and have tons of great experience and would love to have you there. Um, But, Pitch out questions or find, find, you know, two or three that you click with and ask them to hop on a Zoom call or, you know, a Discord voice channel or something like that and just start batting ideas around one at a time. Be like, this is where my story is. This is where I think it needs to be. And then wait for that. The big thing I I love to hear, it's not even always in my own night, you know, the ideas that I'm trying to get. But when people hit that, but what if? Because if, like Sean said, it's that, you know it's they get put up against a wall because something happened and they don't know how to move past it and then someone poses the but what if there were two suns in the world and that changed how your tides worked and then they get swept away and lost at sea
1: we had a super fun conversation where someone had sort of built themselves into a uh, time travel paradox and yeah I remember having a what if moment where I just posed it. And then just, yeah, the room, the energy in the room and everyone was getting excited and everyone was adding other ideas. It was a lot of fun, but, but it's because it's not our story. It's easy. It's fun to do it for someone else's block.
0: Yeah. Right. Because you Um, don't, you don't feel the constraints that you've put on yourself. Like sometimes, sometimes constraints can weigh you down, but all all every once in a while you need to just be like, but what if that one wasn't there for a moment? Correct. Why is it? And then. And then move on and then you can get back into the world that you've built um, while explaining this new but what if moment. Um, But yes, uh, collaboration and brainstorming and finding a group um, of people who are in a similar situation but can
1: help push you into new ideas and go down different
0: paths totally. And
1: that's a really good point that constraints are only helpful if they are like realistic, helpful constraints. You can constrain yourself into a box that you can't get out of and that's where this collaboration step will help break through that because someone else will just be like well why don't you just x and in your head you might have some weird reason but the more you listen to them you'll be like yeah what if i just did x and suddenly you're out of the box yeah and the last thing and this i'm not good at i wish i was uh is to have a notepad um, I know Eli does this. I think you have a journal, but having a, like on our phones, we all have journals <laughs> <laughs> on our phones. We all have this notepad or on our computers or on whatever, or even a little nope, an actual physical notepad, if those still exist in the world. And just the ability to, anytime something strikes you, just jot it down, no matter how stupid um, it's, you know, It's often called a dead ideas file, like like or a bad ideas file, um, which is sort of tongue in cheek. So it's just like it doesn't have to be good. You just throw it in, and then when you're in a rut, you can just open that and just start laughing at some of the ridiculous ideas, and then go, well, what if I did that today? You know, what if it was a jester, doppelganger, mimic? Well, that would be good. That'd be good. Um, Yeah.
0: See, write it down, Sean. Write it down. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I, I use a journal primarily. I've got a journal for each of our arcs and then I have an ideas journal. Um, that's just, that's just like you said, it's just the random stuff that's like, Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night and you write it down. You can't always decipher it the next day, but sometimes it comes back to you.
1: Nachos. It's always nachos. when I. It's write it
0: always down. nachos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, get your ideas down as you have them or have a quick way to get them down as you have them. Cheesy or otherwise. Yeah. while you're in the middle of a, a big business meeting you, sometimes you might get an idea because the guy up who's giving his sales pitch it maybe has a certain look about him that you're like oh, that would be a fun npc to play
1: yep 100% uh, end of time is 1000% just making fun of corporate america right like the whole opening <laughs> it the is, characters yep. just starting yep. in pr and whatever like it's you can make fun of you can have fun with everything from our world in the fantasy world well, there we go, Cohen. I hope that was useful. It was a great question. It's something we really haven't talked about. I think it can be really helpful well it's help it's it's been helpful for us uh just talking through it and realizing how many tools that can exist because we can sometimes feel we can also feel the pressure, right, and feel like, yeah, I don't have anything for today. uh so it's a great topic, pretty relevant.
0: It's time for a shopping episode. <laughs> That's what happens when I don't have ideas. Yep.
1: Let's go shopping.
0: Everybody gets to go spend their gold. Um, if you have more questions, send them to us at dm to gmcast at gmail.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter and our Discord, like I mentioned. Uh, links are all down in the description. We hope to see you there. And in the meantime, get your game started.
1: The world has still ended. Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? Mm -hmm. What minotaur? Just an ordinary everyday human, probably.
0: Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. (gasps) Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Black blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead, and and
1: we're skipping ahead.
0: Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon.
1: Oh, you're here to destroy time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast
0: app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy.